Hi, and welcome to God, Guns, and Prep. I'm Dax, your host, and I'm here with James today, where today we talk about freeze-dried foods as well as dehydrated foods, storing them methods, and fun things to do with it. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Hi, and welcome to God, Guns, and Prep, guys, where today James is going to start us off by talking a little bit about... uh, your starters with food preparation and storage, as well as some freeze-drying aspects. So, uh, James, you want to go ahead and get us started? Sure, absolutely. Hey, guys. So, the what I like to do, when you're just starting out um, storing food, people go, why do you want to do that? Well, look around, you know. I'm not talking about political this, political that. No, just look around what's going on. Last year, we've had something that's never happened in this country before. You know, and what happened? Stores were out of food, and that's starting to happen again. Out of food, out of toilet toilet paper, paper, you know, everything. everything. Yeah, I mean, look at at the economy. I mean, the economy is tanked. The economy's shot to heck, you know? It is. And everyone's like, oh, it's good! I wish I could have what they're having because I wish the economy was good, but, you know, and even if it was good, would would it still be a good idea to have some stuffs put away? Sure would. At least I want to. You know, it's like... You know, as my mama always says, better be safe than sorry. Yeah, but your mom doesn't put stuff away. She does actually now. Oh, good. Well, you told me they ate it all. No, actually, they started restocking it. Well, that's good. All yeah. right, awesome. Sorry, little tangent. <laughs> we do that. Anyway, um, so I think before you start getting into freeze-dried foods and that sort of thing, those are a... I wouldn't call them a must-have. For certain people, they are a must-have. For people who are allergic to beans and a lot of different things but because with freeze-dried you can get actual meats protein um you can do that with dehydrated but we'll let Dyson talk about that um so before we get into the freeze-dried i think that every person should have staples set aside what does that mean rice beans wheat sugar honey kind of your basics you know uh, vegetables, dehydrated vegetables, you know, canning, but that's a whole other subject we can talk about at another time. Uh, we that, will talk about canning in a later video. Yes, because that's that can go on for two hours. There's so much information on canning. Um, but and so from so for a family of four, let's say, what should you have? Well, you should have rice put away, beans. And sugar, salt, honey, and then canned foods. Eat what you're gonna, you know, eat what you store, store what you eat. You know, and so, and that's gonna be the cheapest way to actually have some food set aside. You know, that's because if you go to the grocery store, let's say you buy five cans of food, about one item every time you go. So instead of buying just five, buy six or seven. Stick those two back. 
and make a list of what you have for the certain canned foods and the foods that you have. Make a list so that you can actually have the list and go, okay, can I make a meal with this? No, I need to make, I need to have one of this, one of this, one of that to make a meal. So do that. Set a can aside for each meal that you're going to do so you can actually prepare a meal, not have half a meal or half the ingredients for a meal. You know, it's... And, and I also want to point out here that if you just have rice, beans, and salt for every single meal, you're going to get sick of it really fast. Yes, uh, it's actually a condition called food fatigue. It's very real and it can actually be deadly because... People, now, I mean, you, you can survive on just rice and beans for a lot longer than nothing else, but you don't want just rice and beans. You need Your body needs other nutrients and other vitamins and all sorts of things like that. Well, right. And so that's why James is saying here also, you set aside some honey, sugar, you know, set aside like green beans, cans of green beans or other vegetables. Or meats, canned meats. Canned meats, yeah. You know, it's Those like, are really high in salt usually, but I mean, it's still better. It'll still give you more nutrition. You know, and they last a lot longer than people think. They're like, oh, they're they're dead after a year. No, they've actually done research, actual research, and they the canned foods, if they're kept in a cool, dry environment. I got a piece of canned food right here. We'll see what's the expiration date on this guy right here. It's uh. November 21st, 2021. This stuff in the freezer will last you years. That's not food. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know that. I'm just testing you. <laughs> okay. Are you testing them too? They don't even know what it is yet. Tobacco. I pulled out a can of Copenhagen out of my pocket. And, uh, That's read not the food. Hey, man. It keeps me going, all right? Yeah, but you don't eat it. Well, I mean, maybe you do, but I don't think so. Hey, I've been worm-free since I was 17. Well, that's wonderful. But, you know. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Jeez. So, that's the, there are tons of um, <coughs> YouTube creators that they do a lot more in-depth than what we're doing. I'm just doing the broad stroke and uh they can usually do a little bit more in depth than us because for one they can actively show you right we we can only tell you you know most of them and so you know if you the one of the persons that i love watching um it's called the alaskan prepper oh he's a good one if you go to his site he does canning he does he talks about all of it. Now, we're going to talk about it, but if you really want to get into it on exactly how to do it and to where it'll work out for certain things, that's who I'd recommend to uh, go and watch. That and if you want to get into the canning, Sutton's Days. She knows, she's like the godmother of canning. So, but those two people, you know, look them up on YouTube, and they'll have, they'd be able to get you a lot further than we can on a short little podcast. But, 
the main goal is to make sure that you're somewhat self-sufficient. You know, with everything that's going on, we don't know what's going to happen. We hope everything's going to work out, but there's an old saying, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Amen, brother. And that's what you do. You that's know? a Jesus comment right there. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Yes, the Lord is great. God is great. But, and so, you know, as far as, so let's say you have all your basics. You have, you have your wheat berries to turn into flour to make bread. You have barley. With that, you can turn it into beer or put put it into bread. Um, you have your rice. You make good barley stew with it, too. Well, yeah, that's true, too, yes. Which, it actually increases the protein uh, if you don't have uh, actual meat. But, and so, okay, you have your basics covered. You have your rice, salt, barley, wheat. Beans. Beans, for people who eat beans. Some people like throwing in noodles into the mix, too. Yeah, noodles. I mean, you know, they're all basics. Basically all your dry goods. Yeah. Stuck in a Mylar bag with an oxygen absorber in a five-gallon bucket will last 25, 30 years. Oh, yeah. If the buckets are in a cool, dry place, that's what you want. With that's with any of this. Any of this, you want it as cool as possible, dry, and no sunlight, if you can do it. But you're lining a five-gallon bucket with a Mylar bag. No sunlight's going to penetrate the Mylar bag. And you know, you're also not going to have any uh, moisture getting in there. So, and it'll keep it away from uh, rodents. Maybe not rats, but unless you're just leaving it in a field somewhere, you shouldn't have rats. I mean, if you do, you might want to call an exterminator, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so, okay, you have all that. Um, and make sure you have a way to cook it. You know, that's the other thing. It's like, but that's, that's another thing, but... Have like maybe a small little stove or a rocket stove. That's a basically a you little basically stove. Basically, feed this thing twigs and it'll cook anything. Uh huh. Um, you know, a little camping stove. Just something to where you can actually cook your food with. Because eating dry raw rice, you might break some teeth. Maybe. Or you want to soak them in cold water, it'll turn into mush. Ask me how I know. It's not very good. It's filling, but not very good. Anyway. Hey, just put more ranch on it. You'll be alright. Ranch makes everything better. If I had ranch dressing, I would have made a uh, made fiesta ranch rice. You know, but no. I didn't have a way to cook it. Anyway. So, okay, so you have all that. Now, you're getting into uh, freeze-dried or dehydrated. Freeze-dried, um, we actually, um, I have a freeze-dryer at my disposal and a harvest-dried. They're awesome. They're awesome. 
They're expensive, but they're awesome. Because you can freeze dry your own meats. Is that the cheapest way to go? Maybe, maybe in the in long, long run. Maybe in the long run. But, but not in the short. No. There is a company called Ho Freeze Dried Wholesalers.com. They sell freeze dried foods, freeze dried meats, raw or cooked. With raw, that's awesome because you can throw it into whatever you're going to make. You can season it however you want to do it. And they're not that bad price wise. You can buy, I have a package of freeze dried wholesalers steaks, sirloin steaks. You get six steaks to a bag, and it was like $35. Big steaks. They're all freeze dried, but it's got a 25 year shelf life. What? Show me another place where I can get freeze dried steaks with a 25 year shelf life for 35 bucks. You know, and you can cook them and do whatever you want with them, you know. And so freeze-dried wholesalers is the cheapest place that I found for protein. And now if you just have your basics and protein, you're good. Because you can grow vegetables. You can grow vegetables year-round in your house. Um, well, but I mean... To, well, no. to be able to grow enough to sustain you and a family right. is hard to do. Well, that's true. But what we're talking about is, okay, things aren't just going to poof, disappear completely. What the food storage is going to do is, let's say the prices have skyrocketed to where you can only afford a quarter of what you used to be able to. And... Okay, great. But you still have the rice. You still have the meats. And all you need to worry about, really, is some vegetables. And those are normally the cheapest. Um, but if you get dehydrated vegetables, that ends that, too. You have all of those bases covered. But, you know, and you should have as much as you think you need to last for a crisis. You know, some people think that it should be a year or more. I'm in that category because I don't know what's coming around the corner. You know, it's like inflation is through the roof and it's getting worse. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a wealthy man. And I wish I was, but I'm not. You know, but I don't worry about it. I prep what I can with what I've been given. And I let the Lord help with the rest. He's not going to do it for me. He's not going to... I have so many people. Oh, you don't... You know, the Lord's not going to just... Poof! Hand me a piece of candy. Here you go. You're going to survive. No. You have to do the work yourself. You have to prepare as much as you can with what you have. If you can't, you're not going to be able to do it all. If you can, great. But the Lord's going to be able to go... You tried. Okay, cool. Here's some more to help you. You know, he's not going to give you manna on the ground every morning. I mean, don't get me wrong. Could he? Absolutely. Yes. That is very well within his power. However, I'm not going to depend on that. 
because he told me to prepare for what is coming. And not just me, everybody. We're supposed to. It's biblical. And the things that are happening right now, it is very biblical what's happening. Look at Revelations. Start reading Revelations and you'll be like, oh, oops. But, you know, if we're prepared, we won't be scared. We're not going to be afraid of what's coming. Because we'll be able to withstand whatever is happening. You know, and that's what, you know, that's what food storage is. It gives you a piece of a set of mind. It's like buying insurance for later. You know, if, would you buy insurance for your car? Yes. Insurance for your house? Yes. So why wouldn't you have food insurance? I would. I know a lot of people are like, oh, the food is just going to keep on going up and it goes bad after a while. Well, yeah, but if you keep eating it and storing and re replenishing what you eat, you're going to be fine. You know, there's canned foods that have been documented that are over 100 years old down in the depths of the sea, and they're still edible. Did they look real good? No. But if you're 105 years old, you're not going to look very good either. But there was nothing wrong with them. This was when canning was back in its infancy. So nowadays, you know, look on the FDA website. They talk about uh, commercially canned foods are good indefinitely unless the cans are bulging, dented, or um, rusted. The food will last indefinitely. If any of those signs of cans is present, do not consume that food. Don't. Um, you know, but that, that goes again with the canning part of this, because that's with commercially canned goods. So, I'll I'll let uh, Dax talk about dehydrated foods because basically, with freeze dried foods, there's tons of freeze dried companies out there. There's Thrive Life; they're a good company too. But I like the freeze dried wholesalers because it's cheaper, and you can buy smaller quantities. Thrive Life is like $60, $70 a can. I can't afford that. But I can find I can afford $35 for a little bag. And that bag would last me two, three days, maybe a week of protein. And if I have rice and other things, that's a week worth of meals for 35 bucks. That's awesome. Show me another place where I can get meals for a week for $35. A little more, but you know, $35 worth of protein right now? <laughs> you know, but anyway, I'll let Daxon talk about uh, dehydrated. So what Thank do you think you. about dehydrated food? Thank you. Um, so I, I personally, I love dehydrated foods. Um, it's definitely a cheaper alternative to freeze-dried. Now with freeze-dried foods they're not going to last as long, right? You're not going to get a 25 year shelf life out of freeze-dried food 
sorry, out of dehydrated food. Could you possibly, but there's a lot that goes into that. And well, probably if it's stored properly and there's no moisture in it, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I was just looking today at IFA. I was down there looking at their dehydrators and their vacuum sealers. Y'all, you can get a brand new vacuum sealer for a hundred bucks. That's brand new. You could probably buy a used one that'll work just as good for less. Yeah, go to DI or a, or a, thrift, a thrift store. store. Yeah, you know, I mean they have them all the time. Definitely, and yeah. I like those a lot personally. Yeah, they work really well. Um, there's lots of things you can do with that too. You know, let's say you're dehydrating foods, and you wanna, let's say you wanna make something kind of like a quick meal. For, but let's say, you know, stuff goes bad and you don't necessarily have time to throw it all together. Well, you could put your dehydrated vegetables in there and maybe some dehydrated meat. Although, maybe not store those together. But you, you could for a shorter period of time. And, you know, you got your mix in there and whatever else. And then you vacuum seal it. And then you open it up later, throw them in water, let them soak for a while, and then cook them if they're not already cooked. And even then, maybe cook them, heat them up, and then, boom, you got your meal right there. I like vacuum sealers particularly. So, like, I'm an outdoors person, huge outdoors fan, right? I like camping, hiking, redneck stuff in the woods, you know, whatever happens. Um... Well, my grandpa and me, before scout camp each time, well, we had to provide certain things, like our own breakfast or our own dinner or something like that. Well, my grandpa and me, for breakfast, we would cook up some eggs with some, maybe some tomatoes in there, or cilantro, or whatever you want. Make like an omelet, almost. All scrambled up. You throw them in the bag. You vacuum seal your bag. And then in the morning when you open it, all you got to do is what? Heat it up. Well, heck, there are tons of ways you could heat it up. You boil some water, throw the bag in the water, let it sit for a while. Your eggs and all your food in there are heated up and ready to eat. You know? So, I mean, there's lots of things that you can do with vacuum sealers. Dehydrating food, storing them, I feel that is the best way to store them. One of them. You know, I'd say you... you Vacuum seal them in the bag, put them in a bucket, and put them in a temperature-controlled place. You know, um, definitely out of sunlight, and you don't want it in a real damp, moist place. Now, the vacuum-sealed stuff, those will last years upon years. The, the seal on it, they last a long time. Now, and, uh, you don't have... A vacuum sealer. What you can use is you can use a straw, suck out the oxygen, and use a either a straight iron. A straight iron is for curling the hair to from curly to straight. It's called a straight iron. You, you can use that to use in replace of a. You can also use a normal shirt iron. Yeah. Yeah, my can. grandpa when he was doing big buckets with big bags. Yeah. He'd use a vacuum 
and vacuum it, and then he'd take a, a piece of wood as soon as it was vacuumed and roll it up, take his normal iron, and then iron across it, and it'd create that seal. Right. You know, so you don't have to have a vacuum seal. No. There's lots of different ways to do it. Oh, yeah. With that. You know. Also, have, have an oxygen absorbing tab in there. They're called oxygen absorbers. Yeah. Have one or two of those in each bag or whatever you do. And that will also tell you if oxygen's gotten to them. Well, no, they'll A lot of them will change color. And, no, I've, I've seen lots of them that do. Most of the ones that I've seen, they don't change color. The, the little eye that you see on the oxygen thing, that's not an oxygen absorber. That is just a oxygen indicator. The little tabs, they don't normally change color. Um, a lot of the ones that you can buy do. Oh, I've um, never seen ones that, and I, oh yeah. I buy them all the time. I've never seen ones that change color. Oh, yeah. And um, you throw some of those in there with it. That helps a lot, too. And, you know, let's say you want to go and get a dehydrator. Well, you can spend the big bucks and buy a nice, big, brand new one. You know, they're actually not that bad. I was looking at one at IFA today, actually, as well. 140 bucks for their big one. Brand new. Or they had a, a little bit of a smaller one for like 120 I think. And brand new. Or you can go to DI or a thrift store. Sometimes they'll have them. Yeah. Or look online, you know. If and, you are... Uh, I was going to say, if you are going to buy one... Buy the largest one you think you're going to use because if you think, oh, I'll just use a small one, most of the time people outgrow it the first time they use it. So if you think that you're really going to get into it, buy the largest one that you can afford. Um, when I first started, I had a little, little one. It was a Nesco snack maker and it was just had round trays. And by the end, I had like 10 trays all stacked up on it going, you know, and I was, I was dehydrating um, roasts and hamburger. But just a tip, if you're going to dehydrate roasts and hamburger, cook them always first, unless you're just going to do jerky. You don't ever want to dehydrate raw meat, unless it's jerky. If it's jerky, that's fine because it's in, it's preserved uh, with the, with your sauce ingredients. But if you're going to uh, make, it's called hamburger, hamburger rocks or uh, dehydrated roasts, cook them first. Um, and they'll, and they basically turn out into kind of freeze-dried type. It's not you know, I mean, I've made lots of stews with that. That's how I survived, what, two years? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, a dehydrator, yeah, I, I love them. You know, let's say you don't want to pay the price for a big bag of jerky. To make your own beef jerky is still expensive, but it's not as expensive. And you get more for your buck. You know, I've made plenty of jerky. 
you know, and it's always, <laughs> it's always a good time, and it's always fun to share with your friends the jerky you made, and be like, look what I made, I made jerky, you know, and they can either tell you what a terrible job you did, or what a great job you did, you know. They're not very good friends if they tell you you did a terrible job and you're giving them free jerky. I think they're not very good friends if they didn't tell you. But if you like it and they don't... Well, then that's their own problem. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow, but... Um, dehydrating foods is definitely a great way to go for prepping. Um, like James said, I'd rather go with a freeze dryer if I could. But dehydrated? That'll work all day long, you know? Absolutely. You know? Canning? Even better. You know, go get into some canning, maybe. Yep, you can do that, too. And that's... It's not very... It's a little expensive. It can be... And it can be downright intimidating. Because we've all heard the stories. Someone blew up their house with a canner! Well, yes. Does that happen? Sometimes. But that's because they're not following the rules and they're... They went to the movies while they were canning vegetables or their meat. You know, I mean... Yeah, great idea. That's like um, turning your car on in the middle of winter while it's in the garage and you guys are in the living room. Yeah, that's real smart. Anyway. Anyhow, guys, so thanks for joining us today on God, Guns, and Prep. Please let us know on Facebook what the kind of things you would like to, to hear about, what you would like us to talk about. If you want us to go more in-depth, if you want us to just shut up and, you know, say small facts, that's fine. You know, let us know what you guys want to hear. And uh, please be in prayer this week for this country and our troops. It's going through a lot right now, especially with Afghanistan. So please be in prayer about that. And as always, God bless. Have a great night.